0: Welcome, Bird Gang, on today's show, the latest on Kyler Murray and whether this game may be played by a pair of backup quarterbacks. Yes, the Panthers are struggling. No, it's not because of their defense. That side of the ball is playing very, very well. But first, standing up for James Conner. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 493, and it starts now. Got a complaint that I don't know who to direct to, so I'm just going to share it here before we talk about what was a very different in-season Wednesday. Two stat lines for you, MJ, and you tell me which one was more impressive. Ready? Yep. All right. 323 passing yards with two touchdowns plus a rushing touchdown versus 173 scrimmage yards with two rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown.
1: And both teams won. I don't think you included the completion percentage or the quarterback rating.
0: Now, the first set of numbers, that's Matt Ryan's stat line. Falcons won at New Orleans. The second set of numbers, James Conner. Cardinals won at San Francisco without five offensive starters. Chase Edmonds lost on the first offensive play. Justin Pugh lost on the second series in that game. The reason I bring this up, is because I did not get the customary email from the National Football League about who was supposed to be the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. They chose Matt Ryan, the 10th time in his career in which he's been selected. Connor's only been honored twice, once in 2018, once in 2019. There was a part of me that anticipated because there was no – 400 yards passing, no four touchdowns or anything like that. So I thought, no, we didn't have 100 receiving yards or 100 rushing yards, but three total touchdowns. He's got 10 rushing touchdowns on the season, leads the league with 11 total touchdowns. Why wasn't James Conner the selection?
1: Again, uh, he completed seventy-seven percent of his passes and had a quarterback rating of one hundred and thirty-six.
0: That wasn't even the best completion percentage. That belonged to Colt McCoy on Saturday, or
1: excuse me, on Sunday.
0: Colt McCoy had a better completion.
1: Did he, percentage Did he, than he throw Ryan. the attempted ball thirty times? No, only twice. So let, let, let me paint this picture. So you, did you go for a walk this morning?
0: <laughs> Always. Okay.
1: So normally. Did you say
0: I need to go for another
1: one. No, <laughs> after the show. <laughs> yeah. No, so let me paint this page. So you went for the walk, and normally, if it comes from the Cardinals, it's like five thirty-two in the morning. Well,
0: yeah, but now that the time has changed, yes, it's an so. Hour later.
1: Were, so, were you looking, just I, waiting? I was,
0: wa- I was waiting. <laughs> I, I didn't receive it, and I understand the Cardinals. And I went back and and I totaled it up. I looked. Cardinals have won Player of the Week awards four times: Chandler Jones, Kyler Murray, Byron Murphy, and Matt Prater. Four are the most of any team in the NFC. But to me, and I know the league likes to spread the wealth around, yeah. Kyler Murray should have been honored in week one, but they gave it to Matthew Stafford because it was his first game with the Rams. But you're punishing players who do well. Why are you punishing James Conner because of the Cardinals' success? You should be honoring and highlighting that, not punishing it.
1: I got to think, though, you know, each – each, uh media relations department after each game you know they probably uh, you know sample what's going on across the uh, the NFL and and you can recommend somebody but i don't i don't know if that was the case uh, obviously Atlanta's off to a rough start and it's quality win against a really good defense so
0: Cardinals are off to an outstanding
1: start with a much better quality
0: win Listen, on the road. We got
1: bigger fish to fry than That's players true. of the week. He he can walk out right now and he's <laughs> what is he the leading uh, touchdown getter in the NFL? Yeah. Okay. Listen, he, he he's got status right now. He's not worried about. I don't even know if he can get a plaque or maybe and if it's a donation to a charity, then sure. But
0: I, I think you get a pat on the back. I don't even think you get anything <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I just wanted to see, because he doesn't get talked a lot about it, he's been getting talked a lot more this week, but I thought it was special for him, and maybe he doesn't get it from the league office, but he's going to get it here on
1: Cardinals Cover 2. Okay, I'll defer you to you uh, on that. Um, yeah, like I said, well, you know how much he's mean to this team, and I, I, and I gave you a stat earlier. Seven of his eight touchdowns have come within the five-yard line so no longer who's going to get the short yardage uh, and everything else so uh, i think he you know it's not it's it's possible i mean between now and the regular season but i will tell you where he's getting a lot of chat fantasy <laughs> all these fantasy shows and in, in their podcasts uh, everyone's saying why didn't we take james conner earlier you know in, in going into season 1 and 1A we we figured he would be the short yardage just based on his size 62 233 and we know Chase Edmonds very good for, uh, from from of the 20s to 20 but he is all over social media because people are thinking man I should have taken that guy
0: well, you and, score two rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown and a forty five yard receiving touchdown. Those
1: those points add up. I know we're gonna get into which transpired based on some interviews we had. Did you get the impression that Kingsbury think he can be the Bell Cow? I did, and
0: I understood the question, I believe it was Darren Urban at Cards Chatter asking about because it's always been two backs Chase Edmonds, James Conner. Yet we did see on Sunday that Connor can carry the load, and Kingsbury brought that up. He did it for most of his time with the Steelers, so it's not like James Connor can't do it. The question becomes, do you want him to do it so he stays fresh? He's never played an entire season. Injuries have derailed him for a game or two, but he's never played a full season. I do think if Chase Edmonds is not available this week, and it certainly doesn't sound like he's going to be available, James Conner's going to get the start. He's going to get the bulk of the carries, but you don't want to run him into the ground. He's not a 25, 30-plus carry kind of a guy. I do think you need someone to help him out, and I do believe that that will be Eno Benjamin. But, yeah, I did... I think when you have two backs, you try you try to balance it as much as possible. But play to their strengths. Yeah, but now you've lost one of those running backs, and what do you do? And I don't know if if it's so much as you just plug in, you know, Benjamin. It just I think it might the game and the flow of the game might dictate how much we see of number twenty six.
1: Now, he did have six catches for seventy seven yards, so it's not like he's carrying the rock because t- he had twenty seven touches overall. So when you look at that it's now like he's pounding uh, his, his head into the pile or to the to the defensive front seven to where he's getting the ball 27 times behind the line of scrimmage. So there are other ways to get him the ball, and that's probably the biggest thing that um, we've seen. And pro- did see it a little bit in training camp, and we had Kyle Vandenbosch on the Red Sea Report, and he said he has more one-handed catches probably than anybody on the team. And, and there's times that the ball's on his left side or right side, and he catches it with one hand. So uh, he's in a good spot. the The main thing is this: this team just has to get through these next three games, get a bye week. Um, but I'm sure I, I, you know, I'm sure he wants to put some good stuff on film, and I hope that they can retain all these guys. I know this thing called salary cap, but you know, he's he's in a good spot. And like I said, I I think he can, based on his 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 snap count throughout the season. I think he can carry the load. I'm not saying 30, but I'm saying between 20 and 25 touches, not so much 25 carries.
0: Quoting Kingsbury about James Conner, we expect him to play at a high level when his number is called, end quote. So we'll see how things transpire a little bit later on throughout the week. And, then of course, obviously – on sunday as we continue here on cardinals cover two presented by hyundai proud partner of the arizona cardinals appreciate you uh helping me out uh, and let me rant a little <laughs> bit uh, there so it's uh, again greatly appreciated on uh, on your part mj so my pleasure
1: i'm here for you
0: we look at what as i talked about it a, a different wednesday if you will typically on wednesday Practice. We're out there watching the first 20 minutes and then able to report back. Well, the Cardinals did not practice on Wednesday. They held a walkthrough, and I think that was more because of what has transpired here. You're now into week 10. The injuries are starting to mount up, and, well, they were able to ease off the gas a little bit. And it's something that Kingsbury has acknowledged on Monday, and again he did it on Wednesday, that they made some adjustments to the practice schedule based off of how last season finished and they knew that once they got to the middle of this year they were going to be quote smart on Wednesdays and dial things back and Christian Kirk on Tuesday mentioned that practice this season has become more efficient and the Veterans are having a voice, and Kingsbury and the coaching staff are listening to those veterans and whether reps need to be limited or dialed back, depending on how guys feel. So, not to worry, not to be concerned. They will practice on Thursday and Friday. That's the schedule, but no practice on Wednesday, just to walk through as they continue to kind of recover from what happened on Sunday and even going back to what happened the week before against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah,
1: and, you know, normally on Thursdays they have, you know, from week one they, they wear pads. You're allowed 11 in the first 14 weeks. So I, I like the fact that they wear GPSs. so They, they know when to dial things back. and We know this team likes to practice at high tempo. Um, but you know you got to listen to the you know the, the the trainers and 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 the players when it comes to hey back off so they just got to get through the bye week but uh, the fact is that you know they recognized that last year and uh, we know this year's been completely different when it comes to just their their, their drills during practice CPR and everything else so. Um, I think they're in a good spot, and and again, you you got to know when to back off your team, and a lot of it's just mental reps, going out there and he, going through some mental reps. I got to think today was more of a uh, you know eighty percent walkthrough, so to speak, just because now when you get to Wednesday, Craig, you're from a defensive standpoint, you're putting your game plan in. We know Cliff obviously has an idea when it comes to Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday based on what they see. So I got to think today was more cards, what they're going to face on on offense and defense and special teams, and so. Um, you know they know their team better than anybody else, and, and it's it's nice to see that players are receptive to it. Versus, hey, we're going to grind every day, and then when we get to Sunday, we don't have the same tempo or energy. And that's not been the case the entire season.
0: And even though it was a walkthrough, Kyler Murray did not participate. He made that known on Wednesday. Everyone wants to know about Kyler Murray, his status, how he's feeling. This much we can tell you: he's officially listed day to day. That's what Kingsbury said. But aren't we all? True, we are. <laughs> day to day nothing is promised (laughs) Kyler Murray though quote hoping to play this week he added I think I've made crazy strides talking about his rehab from that ankle injury he sounded well I don't know trying to think back to a week ago at this time because at that point he sounded like he was going to play and wanted to play and ready to play and he didn't but he did add that he is feeling much better than he was when he addressed the media last Wednesday. So based off of how he was acting, smiling, joking, laughing, it didn't seem like someone that was not going to play because it seemed to bother him that he had to watch from the sidelines on Sunday. Cheer on his teammates, happy for his teammates, but he doesn't like to miss games, and it would not surprise me if Kyler Murray is on the field this week.
1: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more, but I definitely think uh, the rest after the Packers game, they had four days off. I'm sure he was getting treatment. He did leave the stadium at the, in a walking boot. And then here, he wasn't on the practice field at all last week. Um, he, was, he obviously made the trip. He was on the sidelines. So, I mean, the best thing is rest and recovery and treatment, and he's getting all that. So it would be interesting to see how much he's able to do Thursday and Friday, of course, last week we, we you know talked about he doesn't need to practice. But I think for Kyler, he would like to practice, to kind of get that chemistry. Again, they know the routes. They know the offense. It's just a matter of getting out there and knocking – I wouldn't say knocking the rust off, but just feeling like, okay, I'm getting close to – not 100%, but I'm getting close to where I can actually sit in the pocket and make the throws. You know, He called
0: reps crucial – But he also acknowledged that for a short period of time, maybe a week or two, he'd be okay with just mental reps and then going on the practice field. I know there is a school of thought, and there's a part of me that believes it. Hey, you won without Colt McCoy. Can you do it again this week, maybe even against the Seattle Seahawks the following week? and go into the bye week and allow Kyla Murray to have an extended period of time to rest, recover and be a hundred percent or as close to hundred percent as possible with respect to that ankle. Yet at the same time, the more time you miss, are you that yes, you're fresher, but to your point, does rust set in? Do you lose that momentum? If you will, the feel of the game, the flow, how much time can you have too much rest? And I think that's a big debate, but if Kyle Murray is healthy, if he can protect himself, if he can scramble, if he can stand in that pocket and elude the rush, then I see no reason for him to sit out. He should play. And based off of just his mannerisms and addressing the media earlier on Wednesday, uh, I'd put it at a – I don't want to give a percentage, but, again, a good chance. Trending. Trendy. He's trending towards play. Now, we'll see what happens on Thursday and Friday, but he sounded like someone who is anxious to get back on the football field.
1: Yeah, and it's not so much, you know, you know, putting up 30 or 35 points and 400 yards. He wants to be efficient, and let's be honest, Craig, we always talked about it. If you're going to be in that MVP race over the last 10 years, you've got to average over 12.5 wins, and, and he's in that position, so – uh, I know they're big. They have bigger aspirations to get to, to the playoffs, and obviously the Super Bowl. And we can say that word because it's realistic. Um, but at the same time, he he's been balling, and he, you know he's a guy that just doesn't want to miss time. He's so competitive. We know. Look, look go back to those press conferences after games last year. He was so so down, and now you could see he's 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 humbled a little bit. It's the first time he's really had to deal with some adversity and he's smart about this injury. Otherwise, he would have been pushing the staff. Hey, let me start, and if I can't go, no, no, just rest. And I think, that's, I think everyone involved in that decision made the right call.
0: In other words, MJ, ankle watch continues for a second straight week. What
1: about hop, hamstring watch? Ham, hamstring watch? <laughs> hop watch? Hop watch. I like that.
0: Again, to quote Kingsbury, DeAndre Hopkins, day-to-day. As is Justin Pugh, Max Garcia, A.J. Green remains on the reserve COVID-19 list. There is some good news. Tight end Demetrius Harris activated off the reserve COVID-19 list. So he is available for the Cardinals. And welcome back, Demetrius Harris. Now, the Cardinals do need to make a decision at long snapper. Aaron Brewer broke his arm on Sunday, a uh, and it's going to be a couple of weeks. So the team has signed a veteran long snapper to the practice squad. Kyle Nelson, nine-year veteran, signed to the practice squad. My guess is they'll see how he does and if things trend, to use your word, towards being good and available this week, then he'll be elevated from the practice squad on Sunday. They need somebody to snap the ball. Sean, Sean Harlow's the emergency backup, or the yeah. emergency long snap. Yeah, backup.
1: and in in clearly the, the everything's on film and Jeff Rogers is back. I trust their, their evaluation and their judgment. The thing is, though, you know, over the last couple of years, we haven't had to talk about Aaron Brewer or the or the holder and we know a few years ago it was an issue with uh Cam- Cameron Kennedy Cam- Yeah and he's okay. he's he's had a nice career in Pittsburgh but you, we just you really don't talk about special teams in sort of there's miscues yes. so um I am comfortable with Prater um and Andy Lee cuz all I mean when I say they changed the rule where you can't stand over, you can't block the center. So there is isn't there is some luxury there. But, you know, obviously you got to snap it. But uh, the more practice, the more comfortable they'll be going into the game. So hopefully that's not an issue because, you know, you, you don't want to, if you're kicking a field goal, or, you know, yeah, if you're kicking a field goal and all of a sudden there's a bad snap and then you turn the ball over. So I, I don't think that will happen, but I trust Jeff Rogers and his judgment.
0: 106 games for Kyle Nelson, most recently with the San Francisco 49ers in 2020. So someone to keep an eye on because you're right, MJ, we don't talk about special teams unless something bad happens. And you never talk about the long snapper unless something bad happens and we've been very fortunate cardinals have with Aaron Brewer because he's been money time in and time again
1: fingers on a chalkboard drew Butler (laughs) I mean he was remember he was here and he he had a hold and it was I mean and again it was room more the snapper because I mean people think it's easy but you got to get the ball and you got to turn the laces real quick and the guy's he's extending his leg the whole idea is don't let that ball dribble back to the uh to the holder, and I like the fact that he does have experience. I'm sure they looked at other guys uh, based on tryouts, um, but you can't go wrong with a guy that has that much experience where it's not going to be too big for him couple of other
0: roster moves of note. Defensive lineman Zach Kerr is back with the Cardinals. He played in 12 games, three starts in 2019. This is his eighth year in the NFL. And a couple of offensive linemen added to the active roster. Marcus Henry from the practice squad. Danny Isadora elevated as a COVID-19 replacement. And I wonder with those two moves, specifically Henry and Isadora, how much do we see Pugh or Garcia this week or are those injuries as far as the Achilles with Garcia and a calf with Pew that all of a sudden we are going to see another
1: offensive line shuffle the good news is you got Josh Jones and it was a coaching decision we i, I think you got to give Max Garcia a lot of credit for you know grinding it out considering there was an issue with the Achilles and we know the Achilles is like a rubber band you you can rehab it and then one day it, poof, you hear a pop they got Justin Murray they got Josh Jones. Well,
0: Murray's he's been designated to return, but now we just need to see, right. you know, can, can he be activated? Right.
1: But I, that's something we can see. If is he on the a practice field? Is he getting some reps? But I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is you still have Murray, Josh Jones, and Sean Harlow if you only need one position to go in, let alone two.
0: Five times over the last seven games, there's been a different offensive line combination. Six times overall, but five times
1: over the last seven games. The team they're going to play uh, coming up on Sunday, they've had seven out of uh, their first uh, nine games. So, it, remember a couple of years ago, we were in the teens.
0: Every single week, we were paying attention to seeing which moving part, which was coming in, which was coming out at... Uh, it's not never good because you want those five guys to remain consistent for as long as possible.
1: And to me, I mean, Hudson, he's, he's come back. Obviously, he's a difference maker. But, you know, Pe- just hit the rib injury. Hopefully, all those injuries are behind him. So, when you look at it from your left and right tackle in your center, those are the, the fixtures. Um, Pugh, obviously, is the better guard on the team. Um, but they do have backups for a reason, and I, you know, how I always say, you can try to hide these guards a little bit because of Beecham, Hudson, and D- Hump. Those, those to me are, are you know, can't miss. When they say next man up, I don't like that at those three positions.
0: So again, Kyler Murray, we think, at least based off what we saw and heard on Wednesday, there's a possibility of him playing this week. Don't know for certain, but if he doesn't then it will be the battle of the backups on sunday at state farm stadium 205 is the kickoff 9 30 a.m pregame coverage begins colt mccoy and pj walker the carolina panther is making it known on wednesday sam darnold is likely to miss at least four weeks perhaps as many as six with a shoulder injury fracture of the shoulder blade according to reports and he is headed toward injured reserve. So no Sam Darnold. P.J. Walker, who played for Matt Rule at Temple, very good in the XFL, 15 touchdowns, four interceptions in five games. He will get his second career start. He started Week 11 last season against the Lions. They won that game 20 to nothing. He had a touchdown and two interceptions. But P.J. Walker against either Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy on Sunday.
1: It was interesting that Kingsbury said they tried try to bring him in. Uh, I mean, Talking uh, about Walker, yeah. Walker, yeah. Uh, he's he, he's an athletic quarterback. He's got a strong arm. You know, I'm sure they're going to try to rely on Christian McCaffrey. You know, he was kind of on a pitch count last week, but, you know, a couple of years ago when Kyle Ann was here, he ran wild. And then they got some wideouts. I mean, guys that could sp- spread the field. and Robbie Anderson, D.J. Moore. Uh, so, again, they're, they're an NFL team. Um, obviously, they don't have the same uh, horses up front that they had when they started the season. You know, Tyler Morton's a really good player at right tackle. So you got to think, you know, guys like uh, Marcus uh, Golden and, and Chandler Jones and possibly Gardick can get to that side. And Gardick can possibly, you know, as a guy that, you know, depth-wise, I think we're going to see more reps from him just – when we get to the, after the bye week, I think we're going to see more of the starters play a little bit more because that's where you want to be really in sync going into December and
0: January. Not ideal, at least for me, seeing a backup quarterback with very little film. Go back to week five against the 49ers when Trey Lance was the starter and the Cardinals didn't have much film to go on. And once again, that is what is facing this cardinals defense and we'll hear from vance joseph on thursday and talk a little bit more about what the panthers do and do well on the offensive side one of the notes without sam darnold pj walker gets to start well matt barkley is the backup he was recently signed off the titans practice squad spent some time with the cardinals in 2015 then again in 2017 never appeared in a game however with the cardinals but now he is the backup to PJ Walker with Sam Darnold out. I
1: don't, I don't I don't I don't know if I'm ready to go that route because he's just getting there today. He's going to have to learn that off. He's often. the
0: only other quarterback on the roster right now.
1: James Morgan's on the practice squad. Okay. And I think they'll bring him up. Florida International. So he's on the practice squad. He's 6 uh, 4 229 pounds. So Barkley to me is insurance if somebody had get, comes down with COVID. So we'll wait for Saturday because he doesn't know the offense. He just get the, yeah. got there today. Well, he's
0: been around several teams. Yeah,
1: so but in. I'm just saying you know, timing and stuff like that. So I don't know if Matt Barkley is going to be in uniform. I would think Saturday we're going to get an email that Morgan's going to be the backup. He's been in the system. He's been there. So that's what I anticipate. And, again, I think it's more for insurance if somebody comes down with COVID at that position.
0: Barkley, 19 career games perhaps a 20th career game is in his future with the Carolina Panthers we'll wait and see again Cardinals host the Panthers this coming Sunday at State Farm Stadium Cardinals are hosting a holiday food drive to benefit United Food Bank on Sunday there will be 14 collection points outside the stadium Fans are encouraged to bring non-perishable food items, or you can donate using a QR code, which will be posted throughout the stadium. Visit unitedfoodbank.org for more information.
1: Yeah, and if you just want to donate a monetary value, we know when it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, these food banks, uh, the the shelves are, are low. And so peanut butter, anything canned food, soup, tuna fish, um, it goes a long way, so if if you don't want to go out and purchase something, you can make a donation, and that would go a long way to make sure we get everyone fed during the holiday season.
0: Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As we look at what awaits Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy on Sunday with respect to this Panthers defense, and the numbers are very good. The offense just hasn't helped them at all i.e. last Sunday against the Patriots. The defense held New England to field goals on Darnold's final two interceptions. But overall, the number two defense in the league, number two against the pass, third in passing yards per play allowed, the eighth lower passer rating in the National Football League, fourth on third down, sixth on fourth down under Phil Snow, their defensive coordinator. It is a solid defense Yet, if you don't have an offense, it doesn't matter how good your defense is.
1: Well, they've just been on the field a long time. I mean, yes, they're they're doing a good job. Maybe Ben don't break. I think I we looked at a stat earlier in the week, and Cardinals have what thirty four touchdowns, and they have seventeen. Yeah, I
0: mean that sounds about right. Yeah.
1: So now we know the Cardinals obviously did not play well against Detroit. They still could have won that game last year with a missed field goal, and then they go to Carolina, and Kyler said they they. Kind of stepped on the field and they were flat. So I asked them today, was there anything they showed you? Because they, they kind of play that. Phil Snow's back on his college. And I think they, the reason why they went out and got him is because more teams, not so much in that division, are running this read option in the zone. So he they'll, 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 they'll go with that three three five. So three defensive linemen, three linebackers. And then last year they were playing three safeties. But now they're going back to the base defense, two corners, not so much three, and then Jeremy Chin's a guy that roams around. But Phil Snow's on a nice job. So I asked Kyler, did they show you any different looks last year? This was what his answer was. Quote, we just got our ass beat. Um, got off the bus with no juice, no energy, and they wanted it more than us. Unquote.
0: And that's what we all saw last year on the road Buddha Baker missed that game and it's we pointed it, to his absence yeah. as really kind of deflating the entire team going into that contest there was just
1: there was a, do, a a downward spiral effect and we, get, we got a, fortunate enough to talk to Isaiah Simmons he thought going into that game he was going to play safety yes because obviously Buddha's out but he was still learning a lot of different positions you know at that point that was only week four
0: it was one of those games I know people pointed to that. I pointed to the Detroit game because that was a common opponent with the Chicago Bears, not so much the Carolina
1: Bears. Yeah, and, and we can sit here and say, you know, that that was a, a it was a road game and it was a conference game, but we all look at what happened in week sixteen and seventeen and that kind of overshadows that because they were five and two and six and three, but that would have gone a long way to get to that nine win plateau.
0: You look at what the Cardinals have right now, a win on Sunday, and they get that ninth win of the season and snap a five-game losing streak to the Carolina Panthers. It's one of those teams that just gives this Cardinals club fits. But defensively, the one big addition to what the Cardinals did not see last year is who the Cardinals had last year on their roster, Hassan Reddick signed a one-year deal in the offseason, reuniting with his college coach from Temple, and Reddick is playing very, very well. Eight-and-a-half sacks, tied tied for the fourth most in the league, 12 tackles for loss. That's tied for the most in the league. So he's doing it again. We asked him to do it again, whether it was going to be here or somewhere else. So 12-and-a-half sacks last season. He's got eight-and-a-half so far through nine games this season.
1: Yeah, and, and that was the whole idea, go do it again, and, you know, Um, I hope he plays well, but not on Sunday. Now, during the draft process, you know how I I was fixing on Derek Brown. He's really playing well. He's the one that kind of creates the, you know, he's the guy in the middle that can create split double teams. Brian Burns, another guy that can get to the quarterback. Shaq Thompson can get to the quarterback. So I think they've done a good job drafting. Jeremy Chin was one of the players that really stood out last year, considering where he went to school and all that. They're moving him around a little bit more. So they have they have good players. It's, and it's funny because you go back to the playoff game, Ryan Finley gets a start, and I'm telling you, Arians told him if Luke Keekley drops into coverage, don't throw the ball. This is on the sideline. First play he throws, Luke Keekley drops, pick. And then the Carson Palmer team, none of their five-star players played well in that game. Larry, Shaq Thompson shut him down for two first downs. Patrick muffed a punt. Um, Rashad Johnson got abused by Philly Brown in the secondary. Uh, Calais, I mean, nobody played well in that game. Nobody. So it, there's a lot of circumstances behind it, but you're right. They've, they've been and, – and give Ron Rivera credit because they, they had a different model and that team was more run the ball with Jonathan Stewart and uh, what was the other running back's name? Yeah, Drez Williams. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they were a little bit different team based on just the makeup, but, yeah, it's surprising it's been five times in a row, though.
0: Yeah, those two playoff losses. D'Angelo Williams. You talk about part of that five-game losing streak, the playoff games yeah. obviously stick out like a sore thumb. The Brian Burns is dealing with an ankle injury that he suffered against the Patriots. Everyone knows about the controversy with respects to that. He addressed the media in Carolina earlier on Wednesday. He fully expects to play five and a half sacks nine tackles for loss four passes defensed as a defensive end someone you got to pay attention to and then Derek Brown drafted seventh overall one spot ahead of Isaiah Simmons there were a lot of people that thought Simmons might have been a better fit in Carolina because he can be used in different different spots around the field and then if that would have happened the Cardinals would have selected Derek Brown
1: there's no doubt in my mind and another thing would have been made sense because he played at Clemson
0: Hometown or the local? I know you're not drafting a
1: guy like that, but but Derek Brown, I think they hit a home run with him. He, he, you know, you know, it's just like Quentin Williams. You know, he was in the conversation with with uh, uh, Nick Bosa. Quentin Williams is playing really well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. He, he would have been the pick, and you can't go wrong with either or, but I think what the Cardinals are doing defensively, Isaiah Simmons fits more to what they want to do versus having a D lineman. I mean, you'd have that spot filled up for the next five to ten years. But, um, again, that was a really good draft, and he definitely has lived up to the, uh, the billing.
0: We – or fortunately, uh, fortunate enough to be in Indianapolis in 2020 for the scouting combine. It was ahead of when everything got shut down, but could not have been more impressed as far as a first impression with Derek Brown addressing the media for whatever it was, 15, 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. and learning more about not so much the player, but the person and what, he had to go through to be in that position at Auburn and ultimately getting drafted by the Carolina Panthers to the point where, hey, you know what? If he is part of the Arizona Cardinals, that's a great person, a great player. But I do like what you said, the Cardinals being able to get Isaiah Simmons. They're using him which is what Clemson was able to do and move him around and doing more so this year and he's more comfortable in that position. So you really could not have gone wrong with either Burns or excuse me Brown or Simmons.
1: Yeah, and and that's the beauty. I mean, it would have been interesting because I I think a lot of people thought that, you know, Belichick, the Zavin Collins is exactly what he's looking for when you look at Dante Hightower and some of their linebackers, but obviously when Mac Jones was there, it made so much sense uh, for the Patriots to get him, and he's probably been the best rookie. And then obviously Collins was there on the board, and it would have been an interesting. Uh, we, I think you and I are in agreement. We never thought Dallas was going to take him because they were so much in love with Micah Parsons. And then you, you had a couple um, wide receivers go off the board. You had a couple corners go off the board. So it just worked out for them.
0: Cardinals and Panthers coming up on Sunday as we take a look at the Panthers defensively. Very good against the pass, and a lot of that is because of the pass rush. And you wonder now the plan of action for the Cardinals, if it is Colt McCoy and even if it is Kyler Murray, as far as the game plan against the 49ers, getting the ball out quick whether that's the screen game or short dump-off passes, if that's the plan of attack against the Panthers because of their pass rush.
1: Well, I mean, Carolina started off 3-0. They're, they're, they're only giving up less than 200 yards in the air. I think it's 191. 181. 181, okay. That's even better. That's hard to do in this league. I mean, now, granted, they don't score – so teams are running the football and then they can obviously when you got the Patriots score twenty four points on them. So yeah, that's they're not playing complimentary football. They're they're chasing they're chasing a squirrel out there at times. That's a good analogy because <laughs> one touchdown, one offensive touchdown over the past
0: three games by the Carolina Panthers offense, and that's making this defense work extra hard. Their numbers are good. But at some point, you just run out of gas, and then all of a sudden, as we said, you're going to have the best defense in the league, but if you don't have an offense to complement it, you're not going to win.
1: Well, and, and if they were only – initially, they were only giving up like 11 points a game in the first three weeks, right? So that's fine if you can score 15 to 20, but teams are scoring 25 and more, sometimes even a little bit more depending on, uh, on the quarterback. So, again – uh, that's one thing I like about the Cardinals. They play complementary football. Uh, they force a turnover. It gives the offense a short field. And, you know, listen, they, they hired Matt Rule. He's got a six-year contract. We know that owner wants to win, um, but it's going to take some time. And, and, and again, everyone's dealing with injuries. They're going to miss their starting center. I mean, that, that was a devastating ACL. And then Cameron Irving, their left tackle. Tyler Bolton's a really good player at right tackle. I don't know if they would move him because – going in the free agency before the Cardinals played and we talked about how he's going to get paid in the free agency and he did but I don't know footwork and all that other stuff moving them around you know how you know moving furniture around doesn't always work so I got to think that he's going to be the right tackle that's why I think you can attack the other side.
0: Quick notes on the Panthers' secondary as far as the names they have back there. Adante Jackson, Stephon Gilmore, he's played in two games after being acquired from the Patriots. You keep mentioning Jeremy Chen. He's their leading tackler. The one name we will not see on Sunday is J.C. Horn. The eighth overall pick broke his foot in late September. He's on injury reserve, as is their starting safety, Justin Burris. So missing two key pieces, yet at the same time, Jackson has played very well. Gilmore just getting to Carolina, and then Jeremy Chen, he's always around the football.
1: Yeah. I talked to a scout that was at the game this morning, and he, he mentioned that Dante Jackson, uh, 2018 second-round pick, really good player. He said he's got good ball skills. Now, when it comes to um, Stefan Gilmore, you know – Initially, you know, he he was still recovering from an injury, but now he's playing. Um, I don't think he's going to be right, and they're hoping maybe they get to the postseason uh, because what what they're trying to do is is create pressure and then be able to cover on the back, and especially in that division when you got the Saints, the Bucks, and the Falcons. But I, uh, the scout that I talked to this morning, he was thoroughly impressed with Jackson. They have A.J. Booyah there, um, and Jeremy Chin's been rotating a little bit. Um, But they do have a rookie corner named Keith Taylor. He was a fifth-round pick in in 2021. And don't forget, they went out and made the trade for C.J. Henderson from the Jacksonville Jaguars, who was a former first-round pick. So they're trying to flood the position a little bit.
0: Well, you look at their unofficial depth chart and Henderson's third string behind Gilmore, who is behind Jackson. So a lot of of bodies out there, and they've been – forced to work very, very hard, but producing, and we'll see how the Cardinals attack that defense. Um, you got like an hour and a half of spare time for me to read the Cardinals official injury report for Wednesday, MJ?
1: Well, can we, maybe at this point, maybe <laughs> we can just figure out who didn't uh, who practice. Who, who practiced versus who didn't practice. So That's going to be tough. 53-man <laughs> roster plus 16 practice squad guys. 12
0: players did not practice but as we said this was not a practice this was a walkthrough so participation is an estimation as the injury report says all right here are the 12 names (laughs) Buddha Baker Aaron Brewer Chase Edmonds Max Garcia DeAndre Hopkins Rondell Moore Kyla Murray Jordan Phillips Justin Pugh Jonathan Ward David Wells James Wiggins 12 of the 53 on the active roster. I'm going to do some quick math here on the fly as we talk with you here on Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 23% of the active roster did not participate during what would have been a practice day on Wednesday. Was That's a good percentage.
1: Was that your Syracuse math? Yes. Craig. Maybe with the help of a calculator. That's fine. At least you don't, we don't have an apicus here, so it's Wednesday. Yes, I know.
0: That's what I was just going to remind the Bird Gang, and I'm glad you reminded me because 12, That's without seeing the rest of the previous eight weeks of
1: injury reports, that's
0: got to be a season high. Yeah. That has to be a season high. And that's kind of where we
1: are. I mean, when you play, you know, they play, what, three games in 14 or 15, 12, 14 days?
0: They had three games and. 12 days, 14, that sounds about right, maybe 15.
1: that's why you just can't wait to get to the bye week. But they got three games ahead of them, so let's take care of business there.
0: It was asked of Simmons about the injuries and that bye week approaching, and he acknowledged, yeah, we are aware that it's right around the corner. Thanksgiving week, it's a late bye week, yet at the same time, you can't look ahead to where... These games, whether the Panthers or the Seahawks, the next week become games that you overlook. Don't try your best. Don't play your best. And you let slip through your fingers. Because as many of these wins that you can stack right now, it's going to make the month of December and the first half of January that much better for the Cardinals when it
1: comes to winning the division and then seedings. Yeah, and we'll see how healthy Russell Wilson is. Um, You know, they're going against the Packers this week, so... I mean if you take care of business against the Panthers uh, you still got to play the Seahawks twice you got the, you know you got the Rams you got the Lions Indy obviously the Cowboys uh, but you know we'll see what happens in week 18 because that game's here and out of know, the Cardinals resting players maybe play a quarter or a half I guess we'll get we'll talk about that when we get here but I mean right now take care of business here and then you know play the Seahawks uh, it's a difficult place to play let's hope
0: We have that discussion that week as far as resting players against the Seahawks with the bye in the first round. All of a sudden, you're resting guys for two straight weeks, and I know a lot. That's a lot of time not being on a football field, and there are some coaches, some players that don't like that, and that gets back to our discussion about Kyler Murray and this notion that, oh, you just rest him and then he'll be back and ready to go. Well, too much time off is not always good, so if Kyler Murray is able to go, let them play.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but uh, I think ESPN, their, their analytics has them going 15-2 and two just based on the, the opponents. I think they'll be favorites in every single game. Um, but at the same time, I mean, getting the number one seed, I, I know history says that it's not automatic, but just getting rest right there when you didn't have your bye week until week 12, um, but I think they would have to have a simulated game in practice to where you got you got to stay fresh, you got to be in sync. But there's nothing like recovering and rest as you go in the postseason. We saw the Bucks last year have to go on the road, the first round, second round, third round, and luckily they benefited from hosting the Super Bowl, and that's what the beauty is. But we all know. That wild card weekend, you could see a team that's playing hot to get into the playoffs, a five, six, or seven seed. They upset someone, I and mean, you get the d- division around, and that's the first time you're playing, and you're playing a team that's probably been playing pretty well over the last month of the season. There is such a thing as too much rest. and that, I'll take the bye. Yes. But it, I'm just saying, again, this team has been focused and um, barring any uh, injuries at certain positions, uh, I think they're going to be fine, but you gotta, they got to go through the process, and I really like their approach every single week. Again, getting a little ahead of ourselves, but just when forecasting. You're, when you're 8 and 1, you can afford to do that.
0: A little bit as we continue here on cardinals cover 2 presented by hyundai proud partner of the arizona cardinals before we head on out of here it is a wednesday that means another episode of cardinals folktales is available it will debut later on wednesday cards go hollywood really looking forward to this one because we all know jerry maguire and the success of that movie but did you know how much a role the cardinals played in the production of that film YouTube.com slash AZCardinals for all Cardinals Folk Tales. Original audio podcasts are available by searching Cardinals Folk Tales at your favorite podcast provider. But debuting on Wednesday, 7 p.m., YouTube.com slash AZCardinals. Cards Go Hollywood. And a little behind-the-scenes look at the production of Jerry Maguire here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. Really looking forward to that one coming up later on this evening and on that notes we will put a lid on this edition of cardinals cover 2 presented by hyundai proud partner of the arizona cardinals as always special thanks to our executive producer jim amohandro for mike jarecki i'm craig realu we'll talk to you next time here on cardinals cover 2